right, everybody. All quiet on the set and action. Hey, man. Thank you so much for finally having me over to your place. Can't wait to try this amazing food. It's no problem, man. Oh, I see you bought burritos and nachos. Good call. You want a beer? Cut. Cut. What, what was that? Uh, it was me acting the lines that you wanted me to say. Yeah, the lines were not the problem. Uh, in this scene, remember, the crux of the scene is the fact that you are a Mexican family, mm-hmm. and you invited your white friend over. He brings nachos and burritos for Thanksgiving. Mm, okay. So I that's the it. joke. Okay. Uh, okay. You get it? Yeah. Okay. So Mexican. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All quiet on the set and action. Bro, thank you so much for finally having me over. I can't wait to try some of this amazing food. <laughs> Welcome to my house. You want a beer? Or, oh, you brought nachos. That's very nice of you. Would you like to come in? Cut. What? 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 What, what was that? I was a Mexican. In Transylvania. They travel there. I, I, they may. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, but uh, we're we're looking for Mexican in this scene. Do, do, do you understand? <sighs> Okay, I will. I will channel my Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas, perfect. Yeah, that's that's what we want. Okay, all right. All quiet on the set and action. Hey, buddy. Thanks for so much for having me over. Finally, I, I'm so excited to finally be here. Boy, I'll tell you what. Oh man, you brought some burritos and nachos. Man, that goes great with beer. How about you come in? Cut. Ugh, dude, I'm fucking getting tired of this shit. Um, that's a Mexican from Texas. From Texas. Yes. Okay, there there might be two Mexicans from Texas that talk like that. They all sound like that from Texas. I've been to Texas. No, you have not. I have. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep. Mm-mm. Sure Just have. because they're from Texas doesn't mean they all sound like they're from Mexico. They're not all Enrique Iglesias. But that's, that's kind of what we're looking for in the scene. That's what makes it funny. Okay, I will do it for the Oscar. Okay, perfect. Yes, whatever whatever you need to drive you, that's fine. Okay. okay. All right, everybody quiet on the set and action. Hey, buddy, thank you so much for finally having me over, brother. I cannot wait to try some of this awesome food. Oh, that Lee Holmes. Oh, man, you brought some burritos and nachos, man. Those are good, man. You want a beer to go with that, man? Nah, that was it. No. Nah. Sounded too Canadian to me. What? Mm-hmm. I've never met... Well, there might be one Canadian that sounds yeah. like... Don't be racist. Yeah. But, you know, that's not what we're... Like, we too finally Canadian, got what we Too Canadian. It sounded like I had all my teeth in my mouth. Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe a little less than that. Okay. Let's okay. do it again. Let's do it and again. This would be the last time because I'm getting tired of your shit. Okay. If you say a couple more time, I'm going to cut you. Okay. Then you're really going to feel what a Mexican is. Okay. That's fine. We'll have Patrick Stewart replace you. <laughs> Whatever. The Brits can do anything. All mm-hmm. right? Okay. All right, everybody quiet on the set and action. Hey, brother, thank you so much for finally having me over to your place. I can't wait to try some of this food. Welcome to my house. Step right in and have a refreshment. Ooh. Cut. I'm fucking done. Call my agent. You're going you're gonna to pay me for the time that you had me here, you fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. Hollywood.
In a faraway rural land lived a simple man named Jib, who liked simple things such as trucks, light beer, three-legged dogs, and large breasts. I never could have realized the impact one neighbor could have on another. It was on that fateful Sunday night that I would change Jeb's life forever. The door opened and Jeb invited me in. Thanks for having me into your lovely home. Of course, man. You want a Bud Light? <laughs> no, my good man. Only the finer things are meant for this palette. I brought a lovely cabinet. Man, I ain't never tried no high flute and crap like that. But I tell you what, since it's the day of the Lord, and I'll humor you, I'll try a little. Jim realized in that moment a lifetime of indiscretions had led his taste buds astray. Once the joys of the fruity palate danced through his mouth, he knew his life would never be the same. He immediately felt warm and fuzzy, as if there were a sale at Bass Pro Shop. Monday. The thoughts of the previous evening had loomed in Jib's brain, and a growing desire for the nectar of the gods began to consume him. How had he not known about this thing called... Jeb peers into the icebox, looking for a mid-hour snack, and to what should his wandering eyes appear but the radiant beauty of that square-shaped container of liquid joy, which is why kept only for special occasions. He grabs the box of fermented grape drink and runs to the shed. Feeling somewhat afraid of these new emotions, that were swelling up inside of him, Jeb began to question his masculinity. Immediately, he grabbed a handful of sawdust and threw it in his face. This was an infantile attempt to reclaim his manhood. Still feeling weakened from the blissful beverage, he dashed down the driveway, jumping into his Ford pickup truck. Turning the key, the sounds of Ted Nugent filled the air as Jeb began to rev the engine of the old truck. He began to feel like himself again, but the echoes of Napa Valley danced not far from memory. Tuesday. Jeb finds himself completely enthralled by the idea of the delicious nectars to which had previously delighted his lips. Upon coming home that evening, Jeb's wife, Deb, asks if he wants to get frisky. Jeb says most definitely but offers his wife the opportunity to enjoy a beverage first. Hey, you want some white, some, some fidali or zippity-doo-dah or some, 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 I don't know, you want a Bud Light? What? Have you lost your ever-loving mind, Jeb? You know we only drink Bud Light Monday through Friday. Wine is only for the kid's birthday. You're always telling me we need to try new stuff in the bedroom. I was talking about butt stuff, you silly goober. I wasn't talking about no damn wine on a Tuesday night. What? We done did that, honey buns. I ain't talking about mines. I'm talking your behinds. As Jeb was being penetrated, he realized the Zinfandel had opened up his mind to a whole new world. And tonight, a completely new warm and fuzzy feeling had overwhelmed him. Wednesday. 
Jeb went about his daily chores, cutting the lawn while listening to his favorite country song. The lyrics: "Rain makes corn, corn makes whiskey, whiskey makes my girlfriend frisky." Resonated through his mind. He pondered to himself, "Can there be more to this life than just trucks, dogs, beer, and fishing?" It was at this moment. Jeb completed cutting the last blades of grass, and he removed his headphones. From a distance, he could hear the blissful sounds, which were beyond anything he had ever heard before. The building of the stringed instruments, mixing with horns, percussion, and the other parts of a symphony. He quickly made his way to the entrance of his neighbor's garage. What in tarnation is that you listening to? Why, that is Beethoven. It's his ninth symphony. Man, that's about the prettiest thing I've ever done. Heard. You're more than welcome to borrow it. Well, I'll be happier than the doll licking his nuts. Thursday. Jeb drives to the nearby botanical garden. He paces through the maze of beautiful flowers. As he walks through the roses, tulips, daisies, and many other aesthetically pleasing sights, the sounds of Beethoven's moonlight sonata ring through his head. It is in that moment he notices a butterfly entering his peripheral, and as the vibrant colors gleam in the sunlight, he realizes there are more colors in the world than just camouflage. In a broken British accent, Jeb shouts. By golly, I've never witnessed something so marvelous in all my days. Friday, Jeb stands in front of the mirror, modeling his new tweed jacket with leather elbow pads, and atop of his head rests a flat cap. Jeb mutters to himself, "Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter." Harry Potter, over and over in the mirror. It was then that Jeb's wife walks in on him. What in the good googly hair are you doing? Oh, nothing, my dear. I'm just merely exploring my inner Jeb sits. Saturday, a shriek rang through the house, and Jeb sits comes running into the kitchen. What is wrong, my darling? Something here smells like my britches after three days. Oh, my darling, that's just the monster cheese. Would you like to try some with a delightful merlot? Oh my God! What in the blue ribbon family dollar piggly wiggly? No shoes, no shoot, no service. Paul Mall smoking, Mountain Dew drinking, dip spitting shit is going on in here. I'm calling the preacher to get in here for an exorcism. My hubby's done begun to switch themes. He's a regular ballet watching, piano listening hippie. Sunday. The preacher Earl arrives at the Jibsith household. I heard you men getting real fancy around here lately, Jib. Well, if I fancy you mean learning to appreciate the finer things, dear sir, then yes. And you may now refer to me as Jibsith. Deb groans at hearing Jibsith stating this to the preacher, and finds an excuse to leave the room by asking, "Would y'all like some refreshments?" Both men answered, "Sure." Once Deb left the room, the preacher noticed the fancy cheese tray sitting on the table. 
He leans in close to Jebseth and quietly says in a British accent, You don't know how long I've waited to tell someone this, but I love a perfectly paired wine and cheese tray. My God, what you have here looks divine. Like Like they they say in the good old country, God save the Queen. On this day, Jebseth realized life is truly short and that no one should be deprived of the many splendid pleasantries to which are available to all of mankind. He realized he would never again scoff at someone who asked him if he would like a scone or hold back tears while watching Downton Abbey. Jebseth came to realize this was the man he was always meant to be and he separated from Deb and opened his very own winery. He called it the Over Yonder House Chateau with the proud motto of sip it, don't spit it. What in the hell is happening to me? Why my voice changing like this? I gotta get out of here. <laughs>